0: Thanks for, you know, coming on to the John Papaloni show. Today we are going to be interviewing Rob Pacinelli, co-founder of the Best Media. How are things going, Rob?
1: Doing great, John.
0: Very good, very good. So, you know, we're you're in some interesting times. Things are going a little weird coming out of lockdown soon, depending where you are. Some people are already out. Um 2020 was kind of a hell of a year. Um 2021 showed some hope. Where there's been some uh, restrictions, but hey, you know what? we work, We got to work with what we got, right?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So I want to start off the interview, maybe to uh, have you do some sort of an introduction of uh, who you are, what you're currently doing, and maybe how you got there,
1: like how, well, how it all came about. I'll try to keep it short and sweet. Um, so yeah, long story short, uh, first of all, John and I, we've known each other <laughs> I can't even. Uh, I'm going to sound old, but probably 30 plus years. Uh, we had the, you know, the pleasure of growing up next to each other, so we were friends early on, and uh, continue to be friends, and you know, associates now even in business. But uh, in 2002, I founded the Best Media uh, shortly after graduating university. Tried to get a job out there; It was so challenging, and decided to do my own thing. And uh, since then, I've been. Uh, running the best media and helping small and medium sized businesses succeed online. Uh, If I had to define our superpower, what am I really good at is really taking your business and putting it in front of the right audience online. How do we do that? There's so many different ways to do that with all these new technologies today, social media, new platforms coming out all the time. It's so important to stay on top of what's new, what's working and continue to test uh, everything. And I just never stopped learning. Right. Um, and that's, that's really it.
0: That makes sense. Um, what made you choose this uh, field?
1: It was, um, it was kind of a process where in 2000, I graduated from school, uh, wasn't able to get a, you know, a, the job that I wanted. So I took a job that I could get, and just to, you know, pay the bills. And, uh, you know, during that, I started my own website, Uh, It was just a side project in my parents' basement at the time, started to make money after six months and started to go really well where we said, you know what, I quit my job, went full time into it. And then by 2002 decided, you know what, let's make this into a business. I think I can make this into a career, enjoy doing it and continue to enjoy doing it. and Yeah, planning to do it for the rest of my life.
0: That's awesome, man. Like, yeah, like, I mean, most great businesses start off from the, uh, either the garage or the parents' basement. That's right? <laughs> so true. Like, I believe that we can't learn to be entrepreneurs. We're born and bred. It's something that we feel a compelling need to do. Absolutely. It's one of those things that uh, you can learn how to be in business, but entrepreneurship, you either have it or you don't, but that's my belief. I mean, Hey, it's all perspective in
1: life. Yeah. Yeah. No, Absolutely absolutely gonna have to agree with that so yeah
0: like um yeah like you said we've known each other forever um and yeah like it's it one thing i found that is a, a big strength of you of yours is that you were always forward thinking right like you were coming up with this at the time when you know people were still saying that the internet was going to crash right so <laughs> <laughs> yeah good point good right? point. point. So- good
1: <laughs>
0: and i mean like so much has changed right like when you started Obviously, print media was the dominant source for marketing. Uh, you know, for products, we should say. I mean, it's still TV and radio as well. And let's face today, where are we today? Things are a little bit different.
1: Yeah, right. Kind of went from one extreme to the next.
0: Absolutely. And I, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying print is dead. I'm not saying TV's dead or anything like that. But it is now instead of the dominant market and the majority, it's just now one of many choices. Yeah, right. So we've all seen where the you know the industry has gone, right? And we all see like a lot of people get online, and they go onto Facebook or Instagram or anything, any platform, and their goal is likes and shares. And we all know likes and shares gets you nothing. It's great. I mean, it's you got to measure something somewhere, right? Yeah. But if the phone's not ringing, ringing, not ringing, ringing, then the likes and share doesn't do much
1: for you. Try and go pay your mortgage with likes and shares.
0: And that's exactly (laughs) the point, right? (laughs) So obviously you get people beyond that. Like when a customer approaches you and they come up to you and they say, okay, I just, uh, I, I, you know, I started, I'm a new realtor. I just started in the business and I want to get some marketing out there. I want to get my name known. I don't know what to do.
1: How would you start from that? That's a great question. So, you know, I take them through what's called a customer journey. The customer journey basically shows what someone that usually, uh, the journey that someone goes through when they make a purchase decision to actually decide to use someone's products or services. And it's really, you know, a funnel. It's a journey. Um, and um, yeah, it's, 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 there's so many stages that they go through that we're not even aware of that need to be. Um, handled or managed properly, or else you know you're, you're you're basically wasting dollars. And I have actually a really good presentation slideshow to kind of show you that. Uh, definitely something I could pull up or or send you some slides about or uh, anything like that. But you know it, it comes down to like, are we, are we able to share share at all here? Yeah, there's your like screen.
0: That? So if you click on share a screen, you should be able to do that.
1: Because that, that honestly, that would provide massive value. If I could pull that up, and you're going to see exactly what I'm talking about. So give me just two seconds. No
0: problem. No problem. So, yeah. Like, um, it, I, I'm just blown away with the changes. Like, when I first got into it, organic uh, traffic was still popular, and, and, like, it was still working. I mean, the algorithms were changing, so it was getting, you know, worse and worse. But... It was still vi- like a vital component where organic would still give you some effect. Today, it's like, what are you getting? One to two percent, and I don't mean one to two percent result. I mean one to two percent are seeing it, right? So that means, and if you only get two percent of the two percent, it's really you got to post every year to get two people for organics.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's challenging, and the algorithms themselves and the platforms are designed so that they limit your progress or productivity with organic they want you to pay to use to, to basically to get advantage so they'll give you just a little bit and they want you to pay so and you know what it's all it's their platform they're giving it away for free and you know what it's part of the game so i'm, I'm all for paying no no biggie you know yeah, pay to play no, man. nothing wrong with that exactly but Sean, it you, doesn't take
0: you, a lot of money either
1: exactly exactly what you know when it's done well and strategically you're right Sean can you be uh john can you make me a host uh so i can share the screen Oh, I thought so you... I am not able to uh, share right now. Okay. I didn't realize that. Here we go. Make
0: co-host. There we go. Let me know if that worked.
1: Awesome. So yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take us through this real quick. I don't want to make this into like a, a presentation or anything like that, but I think it's going to provide a lot of value to answer your question, John. So you're able to see my, my, uh, screen, I can. Right? Perfect. Yep. So, you know, what every business needs to know in a digitally powered world, right? So this is the customer journey that I was talking about. So how has marketing changed <laughs> with the advance of Google, with the, you know, the, 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 the rise of the mobile smartphone device, it has completely changed everything. We can literally find anything about anything with a few clicks on any, on any of our devices that we literally all have in our pockets right now. So buying decisions are made online and this is really a b2c slide here uh, but still it's applicable so buying decisions are made online before people will actually decide to spend their money to use a product or service they're going to do research first online and this is what this slide shows so how was traditionally the buying model was was this there was a stimulus that was takes place so someone's interested maybe in buying a house or selling a home right now the first moment of truth is when they decide to actually use a product or service so they'll decide to hire a realtor to sell their home or to hire a realtor to buy their home and then the second moment of truth is after the transaction after the home is sold or purchased they're either going to love or hate the process and experience so this is the traditional buying model makes sense absolutely So how has it changed? Google now has taken a step in here so that now there's stimulus. People want to buy or sell their home. Now what what takes place is they're going to go on Google. They're going to research who is John Papaloni and and how, you know, does he have reviews? Does he have a track record, Uh, et cetera, et cetera. They're going to see what kind of online reputation you have. And then they're going to decide to say, okay, I'm going to hire this realtor or, or, you know, spend my money for this product or service. And then again, the second moment of truth, that's where they will have a, you know, a review about that product or service or experience. So that's the, that's how customer behavior has changed here. Right. So the zero moment of truth decides when they want something. And, and this is where you need to be. You need to be, you need to stand out where people are making their decisions, right? So when they're doing their research, this is where you need to be. And oftentimes you're, you're not even aware that people are searching about your business and looking for reviews or to see what others are saying about you, check out your online reputation, look at your social media, etc. Maybe you have some articles or videos, uh, you know, they want to see this stuff. And if they f- don't find it, they potentially will move on to someone else. So customer journey that I was talking about, this is the slide that I would really want to bring us to. This is what it looks like, and traditionally this is also a funnel, but it's kind of a funnel up and down. All we did is take it to the side, and now it's a journey. So this is, you know, our customer, our target client, you know, first there's an awareness touch point here. So this is where you start doing social media ads, or paid ads on Google, or you do email ads, text marketing, uh, YouTube videos, Uh, you know, all the bold stuff here are basically the digital, but now when we go, uh, you know, the non-bold Old font, these are the old style marketing, television ads, billboard ads, newspaper ads, magazine, etc. So, long story short, there's awareness that's created. This is how interest is created. So, what happens next? And and if this was applied to a realtor, this is where a potential client would say, Okay, I'm wanting to buy or sell a home. Uh, and now they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna look for an actual realtor or they're going to you know look for a business in this case so there's an awareness now they're going to look for the actual business or service that they want so this is where they start searching online and if you're not findable if you're not easily findable you know that's a challenge you got to make it very easy for your audience to find you this is where the findability comes in Um, and you know all of this deals with organic search so having uh, top keywords being ranked for top keywords or google ads or being on your google maps like everyone should have a google my business listing if you're a business today and you don't have a google my business listing you're crazy do it now like the first thing you do after listening to this create your google my business listing it's free and it will start paying you dividends so um yeah that's, that's the findability part. Then they're going to say, what kind of a reputation does this person have? What are others saying about them? They're going to look at the reviews on Google, maybe on Facebook, uh, or maybe they'll look at your social media posts and so on. And then the conversion point, they get to your actual website or landing page, or, or maybe they come into your store to actually purchase. It really depends on the business, right. and then after the fact, we have the advocacy. This is where they'll say, "You know what? I used John to buy or sell my home. It was a great experience. John was very knowledgeable, and they'll give a good review or a bad review based on that experience." So, uh, you know, again, apologize for the speed here. We are just try to stay, oh, no worries, uh, respect is, the time, but. This is, you know, this is what happens. This is the customer journey. And the point being is, you know, where do you start? The whole point of this is I wanted to answer your question. Where do you start, John? You need to start here with the purple, the red, and the yellow. Meaning, A, you need to have a good landing page environment. And it doesn't have to be, you know, uh, uh, feature-rich. It just needs to be a simple landing page that you can literally create in 50 minutes using Wix or we actually have a great, Website—it's a WordPress website builder for free too. That I'm gonna, you know, give give you a link for your audience to use as well. And uh, you know, having a simple landing page environment that talks about what you do and why you do it. And then you know, the reputation part so important. You got to have a good online reputation. So make sure you you have your Google My Business page. Make sure you're getting reviews on there uh, and so on. And then the rest is is uh, straightforward. You know, the findability, awareness, etc. You know, one thing I wanted to, to show you real quick that's really important about this. Obviously, you want to win at each stage, but the best way that you can use your, your competitors' marketing dollars for yourself is as follows. So if, you know, business A and business B. So business A is currently doing online marketing, meaning they're doing Facebook ads, they're doing Google ads, they're doing, uh, you know, uh, all these types of, Stimulus activities. You know, someone looks, someone's going to look for that business now. They're going to find them. They go to their reputation. So they go to their Google reviews, for example, and oh, this business has bad reviews. What's going to happen? Simple. They're going to look for the next person available, the next product, the next service. So although you spent the money to generate the awareness, the search, and the research phases, because you have a bad reputation, they're not going to decide to use your services. They're going to use one of your competitors. So, by having a good foundation of you know a good landing page and a good reputation, you could actually start stealing clients and momentum from your competitors. And you're doing this in, a, in an ethical way. It's not I shouldn't say stealing uh, because it makes it sound unethical, uh, but you're funneling the traffic to where it wants to go. and Meaning they want to deal with people that have a good reputation and this is what happens. So that's how you get marketing from the competition to work for you.
0: Makes sense. Uh, Makes total sense. And and I'm glad you shared your screen because uh, your graphs here kind of make it easier for people just to visualize what you're saying.
1: Because I was going to say this and then I'm like, you know what? It's not going to be easy to understand without these visuals. So yeah, glad you like that. I think there's lots of value there. Um, and, you know, because of my mission is I always want to provide value. When we talk, you know, even with someone that's starting out to someone that is making $10 million a year, my ultimate goal is I want to provide value for that business. And I love making businesses succeed. So, uh, you know, I'm going to give you uh, basically a link at the end of this that your audience can go to to use free tools that we have available. So you don't even need to pay for any of these And it'll help you to get all of these stages done for you. Uh, Yeah, it's a local business toolkit. Uh, It's an amazing package. And again, these are freemium tools. So you don't even need to pay. You can just sign up. Uh, We have an online store that we're launching next week as well. So this is perfect timing. Uh, And I think it can give value to any business.
0: Absolutely. Now, here's another thing, right? A lot of times people go online. They'll try something on their own. And all of a sudden, boom, it doesn't work. And I give up. Right, like even most people who get into the ventures by themselves. I, I think the longest they go is ninety days, and then all of a sudden it doesn't work. We obviously know it's not true. So let's let's face it: this process isn't like Instagram, where it's instant, right away. Right, it's a it's like you said, it's a funnel. You got to build, right? Absolutely. So, talk, that's where I want to, where I'm going with that is like, talk about the, like, in terms of how consistent you have to be, like, do you have to post it every day? Do you have to do something daily, weekly, monthly? Um, and how long should you expect before, you know, and and, then like if you hire someone, should you put in your own input as well, or should you rely on the company or is it an integration together?
1: Great questions, John. My rule of thumb is whatever frequency you pick. So whether it's Maybe you're going to post one time a week. Commit to it and stick to it. Be consistent to it and don't deviate and, and never go less. Always add to it. Go more. You know, be these are free tools. So for anybody not posting, like if I had a real estate business and I, I want to make more money, I would be posting 10 to 20 times a day. Just listen to Gary V. Gary V is one of, you know. The thought leaders when it comes to social media and how to use it to grow your business so he posts <laughs> literally hundreds of times a day these are free tools for us not to be using them every day to grow our business is is insanity if you think about it so use this as much as you can but you got to start somewhere so pick at least one time a week to post stick to it and continue to do so so consistency. Uh, starting anywhere is good. One post a week is better than none. Uh, But if you have time, make time to post every day. Why not? And don't post garbage. Um, You know, try and post something of quality, but more importantly is doing it. Forget about trying to make things perfect. Nothing is perfect. It needs to be done. It needs to execute. So uh, one of my favorite quotes is from Tony Robbins. Complexity is the enemy of execution. So don't make things harder than they are. Just simple. Post every day. And the reality is if anybody thinks that they're going to do anything in business, meaning they're going to do their first advertising campaign and be profitable or be a, make it a big success, they're probably in la-la land because that's kind of like saying, you know, Michael Jordan on his first shot, he started getting them. He, he was perfect right, right when, you know, he started practicing his first time. No, that guy practiced probably more than anybody else ever. And this is why he became so good. So what's my point? Anybody, let's look at marketing. Anybody that has a successful business, that has successful marketing campaigns, has not been successful right off the bat. I can guarantee you. This is something that most businesses don't understand i deal with clients all the time where they're like okay show me results first and then i'm gonna pay you well you know it doesn't work like that like when you go to the store do you eat the food before you pay for it no you pay for it and then you get your product right so marketing is 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 the same you need to continually get better at it and and do it over and over and over it should be something that's nonstop and for anyone who thinks that they're just going to do something once whether it's a social media post that they're going to have a flood of business you're in la la land you might as well go work at Tim Orange because that's the consistency that you're looking for when you're in business you need to <laughs> manage your time you know efficiently and continually work at it nothing's going to work properly the first time and if it does God bless you that's that's a, a you know very unlikely uh, so yeah, if you do social media posts, you need to do this for a year. And then after the year, you can decide, hey, uh, you know, maybe it's not working, You may, you make a shift. But if you're not committing for at least a year into it, it doesn't make sense. When you do marketing, you can't just do one campaign. It needs to be multiple. You need to split test many different things. Ads call to actions, landing page environments. And the more you test, the faster you'll get to your goals of, wow, I'm actually making money, making positive conversions. So, um, yeah, it's one of the biggest misunderstandings. People think, oh, uh, you know, I'm going to go pay for Google Ads and uh, they're going to they're going to be a millionaire. Well, if it was that easy, everyone would be successful in business, Absolutely. and it's it's not. It takes a lot of work, and uh, I hope I made my point there. But uh, yeah, I think so. Um, that's one thing, right? It,
0: it goes back to something I heard even uh, in my office, and I and I've heard it, and I've always believed it. But someone I heard say, "Visibility trumps ability." Which is absolutely true, right? Now I'm going to give you a trick question in a way. It's not a trick question, Uh-oh. but I'm going to give you a question here, and it's just a little. It's all just to play on. Uh, it's a little fun, right? What's more important, marketing or sales?
1: What's more important, marketing? Is it uh, marketing a part of sales?
0: Theoretically.
1: So if I if so if I have to absolutely choose one or the two, I would say they're both important. But if one of them is more important than the other, I would say sales.
0: Okay. See, I was watching an interview with Grant Cardone yesterday and he says marketing is more important and many people pick the wrong choice and it's natural because people want to think dollars, right? Right away. First thing is, how do I pay for this? I need to make sales, right? Well, he didn't say it in this in verbatim. Yeah. Right. But that's what natural people would pick, right? Sales. And before I would have done the same thing, right? Well, how, what am I going to do with marketing if I can't pay the bill? Right. But Gary V leads into this as well. So, to, and Grant Cardone flat out said marketing is more important because reality is you can get a sale by fluke, by, by, uh, by advertising. But reality is people are going to buy from people they know. And it's more relationship-based. And that's where I think people get it wrong online. They're expecting to put on an ad, whether it's Google, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. They're expecting to put on an ad and get a call. There are, I think the purpose of being online is to build a brand, a brand name, where people know you. Like when you think of a realtor, we're going to use one of the most popular realtors I know, Sam McDaddy. People don't necessarily call him because they know their service, his service. They, and I'm saying there's a lot of people he served and a lot of people do know him. But the thing is, majority of the people you ask, have you heard of Sam McDade? They're going to say yes. Right? Why? Because he built up a brand so well that I'm willing to bet there's people who talk about him who've never met him and know nothing about him. But they talk to him as if they're best friends. Absolutely. And that's brand building. That's marketing. So people will trust him because they know him. And that's yeah. part of the brand building, part of marketing. Nobody wants to buy from people they know. And it doesn't, they don't know, I mean, yeah. and it doesn't mean it won't happen, but the effort is 10 times harder
1: have to agree. have to agree, buddy.
0: So that was the concept between what's more important. Yeah. So like I said, everyone defaults to sales because what's your first thought? Money. Yeah. Right? Yep. So,
1: Absolutely.
0: So I thought it was kind of humorous when I saw that. So I thought I'd bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, man. So, then, uh, so I totally agree with uh, everything you've been saying here. And obviously, this is a long process. It's continuous. Um, again, going back to what I said earlier, it doesn't take a lot of money but it takes consistent money, right? I believe over time, even with something as little as $5 a day, you can start building that reputation.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. You can. And that's the beauty of these technologies and these platforms today for like John just said, for if you want to start at $5 a day, you can create an advertising campaign to stay top of mind with your audience through a retargeting campaign on facebook and instagram easily and you know it's something everyone should be doing absolutely so totally agree with you
0: in terms of platforms let's go there if you like which one what is the best platforms you you find like like if you have to advertise would you go facebook instagram uh google linkedin like is there anything that's a more of a preference to you if so why
1: it depends on the business, but um, if I had to say my favorite platforms would be Google and Facebook, uh, uh, the reasons are because everyone's on them. <laughs> Simple. You know, Facebook has the the most active monthly user base, and, um, yeah, they're they, they are all good in their own way. They're, they all differ a little bit, but, um, yeah, for those reasons, I would say, those two and Google again, you know, Google even owns YouTube. So it's like, you know,
0: it goes yeah. hand in hand, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now that's the other thing I was saying when you're posting, would you post the same content on all platforms?
1: I would stagger it. Uh, so yes and no. Yes, because it, they would go on all platforms, but not at the same time. So build out a calendar. Uh, so let's say you're doing Keep it simple. One post a week. You're creating four posts a month. So the the week one, you're going to post content uh, piece number one to Facebook, but on the same day, you post content piece number two to Instagram, content piece number three to LinkedIn, content piece number four to Twitter. This way, you promote cross-platform browsing. So if someone goes to your Facebook, they like your content, then they go to your LinkedIn, it's going to be a different piece of content, or else if they're going to see the same content, they're going to get bored, fatigued, and they're gone. So I would you know, yes, across all platforms, but stagger it.
0: That makes sense. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I'm guilty of putting everything all over the place. Yeah, um, we all do that. We yeah. all do
1: that, you know? Yeah.
0: I mean, I still post 10 times a day, right? Um, I spend most, like on YouTube, I post basically once a week, sometimes twice. On um, on uh, Facebook, I do about three, four pieces. Instagram, I go nuts with. I'm, I'm doing 10 to 15 pieces a day there.
1: Um, whether it's through
0: stories or whether it's through uh, posts. I mean, I alternate. I do one or two posts at most, and then in the rest is in stories. Yeah. And, um, LinkedIn, I'm doing once a day, once every two days kind of thing. Um, and Twitter, I kind of fell off the bandwagon with that.
1: Amazing. See, you're doing the right thing. You're keeping at it. And you understand that you're going to fail a lot more than you succeed. And that's okay. This is how anything is done. Uh, Any goal that we make, especially when it comes to marketing, you you know, people think they're just going to right off the bat, they're going to do a campaign. and You know, it's not that easy. So you got to be ready to fail. And those failures make you better. Those are necessary to get to the success. Absolutely, and and I'm sure you're finding through your, you know, how long have you been posting for, John?
0: Oh, now I've been, uh, I've been doing this. Actually, believe it or not, uh, five and a half years consistently on uh, Facebook and Instagram. Everything else has been sporadic, and uh, but I've learned a lot. Um, And I'm going to tell you one key piece here. I spent so much money my first three years. And I remember we were talking like, I think my first year between all the platforms and everything I did, I spent a good, on my first year, I spent a good 30, 40 grand, believe it or not. And uh, now I'm only spending now about five or six grand a year. And I'm actually getting more from the five, six grand than when I did 30, because I had it all wrong in the beginning. I didn't bother to learn all this. I just kept trying and trying and trying. And my concept was the more I pump in, the better it's going to be. And obviously, that's not true. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Exactly. Good for you. But uh, that's an amazing story. It's exactly the point that I wanted to make. You see how you had to go through that pain and suffering, you know, trial and error, trial and error and understand and go through that learning curve. And now you're like you're spending, you know, 10 percent of the budget, but you're getting more and get like more results that's amazing that's fantastic and it just gets better like obviously you're finding you're still learning every day i bet and the journey is still long right so good for you keep it up absolutely
0: now here's another question i kind of know the answer but i want you to say it as the expert yeah obviously if you're doing 10 posts you're not gonna promote all 10 posts how do you choose what to promote and what not to promote like what's the best tactic
1: good question. I would say, you know, there's a few KPIs or key performance indicators you want to use to measure. Yeah. Likes, engagement, share. Uh, Those are important. Uh, I would use the ones that are most engaged upon and and, uh, promote those. Uh, Maybe you have a different way to measure, but right now that that's what I would use to say, okay, my audience likes these pieces of content the most. I'm going to promote that with some paid money.
0: That's exactly what I what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, I was thinking a shorter version because the one thing I've learned at, through the process was don't promote everything. Let everything filter for the day. See which one gets the most attention, and then boost that for five bucks.
1: Yeah, and you got to trial and error. You got to split test everything because you could have awesome content, but if you're posting it at the wrong time of the day, you know that might be diluting your results. Or maybe you're posting multiple times a day and you're getting you know, fatigue from your audience, meaning uh, the first post everyone looks at, but now the second one, not so much. And now your third one is probably the best piece of content, but because they saw your first two pieces, they're not too hot on them. They're not going to pay attention to your third. So you got to really measure and split test everything to get the right data and make data-driven decisions.
0: Absolutely. That that, that makes total sense. I get that part. You're, you're right. It's, it's actually an angle I didn't even think of. Yeah. And you know what I mean like it's time of day is I guess would be important as well. Um that's something I've got to learn on myself. I kind of just yep. post whenever and ever and ever, as long as it's whatever I have to post I post. Um, and ch-
1: and and you know a lot of people are like, "Oh, I don't know what to post. I don't know this and that. I got two golden nuggets here. Number one, just document what you're already doing. People get all confused. Just you, you go through things every day to to operate your business, just document it and post it. And then number two, ask your audience, (laughs) just ask them. What, what what do you want to hear me talk about?
0: That's actually quite simplistic.
1: That's all you need to do. And they'll tell you. And it's actually, uh, many different levels that works on because a, that gets your audience involved. It gets them engaged. And when they engage, like, Oh, you know, if you asked me, I'd be like, Hey, John, I want to hear more about, uh, this. And now, you can come back and you can say, look, we're going to be talking more about this. And uh, you know, that that's how the relationship gets started. And, and that's what people want to see. So when you start creating content based on what people are suggesting, they become even more engaged, more interested. They're like, wow, John's actually talking about cap rates or whatever it be. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> that's true. That, that makes total sense. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to go bring up the elephant in the room. Because we brought up 2020 and 2021. I mean, obviously we went, we've gone through uh, a pandemic and a lot of lockdowns and shutdowns and, you know, it's, it's done a lot of good for some businesses, a lot of damage for other businesses. Um, Some of them, it forced them to pivot what they're doing. Um, It doesn't necessarily decimate it. Maybe decimated the old ways of doing stuff and forced them to, you know, elevate what they're doing and change, you know, directions what has this pandemic done
1: to you? Good question. Good question. It has uh, allowed me to refocus, repivot a lot of our efforts. Uh, It has allowed me to understand, look, I want to help as many people as possible, as many businesses as possible. And uh, we've invested into creating the right tools to do so. So, um, yeah, changing and adapting to the environment is so critical. So, we've done a lot of that over the past year and understanding how we can help the masses in terms of their online business efforts so we've really come out of the gate this year Uh, we're actually launching our online store next week i think i mentioned that with a whole bunch of these amazing tools and we even have free versions to start with that'll really get you started so yeah you know what do you use for your social media posting john
0: i go on on every platform individually i used to use hootsuite yeah. But uh, it started giving me errors. And to be honest, I'm one of those guys that's so busy. I don't really want to figure out how to, what the errors are about or fix it. So I just said it's easier <laughs> for me to do it one by one because yeah. I'm connected to this stuff all the time. My phone's always dinging. I'm sure even through this podcast, you've been hearing ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and I do, yeah. it goes like this all day. So yeah. <laughs> it's one of those Absolutely. things that I try, I'm trying to be different on every platform. And because I'm doing that, to take that effort, I might as well just open the platform. I probably yeah. should look into other stuff and see what else I can do. Right. I mean, there's gotta be other platforms that'll help me with this, but I just haven't uh, gotten into it.
1: That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah. The, uh, the other thing it's uh, taught me is to, you know, we, we need to create content and this is coming straight from Gary V. So any business needs to understand that they Need to create content if they want to survive. Everything. So, we went through a digital transformation or shift. You know, we went from the industrial age to the information age or the digital age, literally less than a year due to this pandemic. So, this has forced people into the digital space no matter what. They understand you need to be visible online. If you're in business, you need to be visible online. And the better you do that, the better your business is going to be, and it's just going to get more important. So, uh, yeah, the shift from, you know, to the digital is is what I've learned, that, and this is what we're trying to really understand and help all businesses with.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you on that. I mean, like, even take Amazon, right? At most of Amazon's existence, they were operating at a loss losing millions of dollars every year. Then somewhere along the line, there was a snap and they started making money. Yeah. Then look at what happened during, and then the pandemic hits online orders go way up. And now really Amazon is basically one of the biggest companies out there next to Apple.
1: Huh.
0: Right. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think the only thing that might be bigger than Amazon is Apple hey like well let's face it apple has been the only company in history that's reached a trillion dollars yeah but i wouldn't be surprised if the way things are if amazon catches up
1: true good point you
0: know what i mean and now once this pandemic is over and it will be over right i mean nothing will be the same as it used to be but we'll learn ways to control things things will be a bit better and we can find ways to live with things yeah. And, and, you know, have some sort of normalcy. So once yep. that happens, I can't see people going 100% back to going to the stores, lining up to get in and just going around waiting. And you know what I mean, like, I, I just I don't I'm not saying retail is dead, but it's definitely forced them to change the way they operate. I can see some of retailers just being more of a display so that people order online, have it shipped, but you can yep. see your product in the store.
1: Yeah, it's transforming, absolutely. Totally agree with you. Uh, we actually have a uh, one of our clients. He's a commercial realtor, uh, ParamountRealEstate.ca. Amazing guy, Mel uh, Mel Giannoni. And um, long story short, uh, Mel specializes in commercial real estate, so I've been learning a lot about that space uh, recently because he's creating all kinds of video content. Long story short, the retail... Uh, retail spaces is is you could just imagine like that, that, that part of the industry has been decimated. Right. However, the industrial section of the commercial real estate space has never been better because people are shifting, like especially Amazon shit. You know, they're, Everything's creating or or shifting to fulfillment centers with all this curbside pickup, et cetera. So you're right. You're going to see a lot less of the retail space being used, more of the industrial. And again, it's just part of the shift that's happening. Uh, So you'll see more and more of this curbside pickup style Business operations take place and just, uh, you know, instead of shopping malls where everybody goes into, they're going to be just literally fulfillment centers in the future where you drive up, you let them know you're here through maybe a text message or maybe GPS will automatically notify them and someone comes out and just puts it into your, your vehicle, whatever you purchase. So that's the shift that's taking place and, you know, like it or hate it. That's what's happening. So you got to learn to play within the game, you know?
0: Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like I remember uh, I used to go to Best Buy and they used to have everything there. Now, the last time I went to Best Buy, they had certain products in the back and other products. You go there, you can see it on the shelf, but you got to (laughs) click on the button or scan the uh, barcode to have it shipped to your house. Yeah, it is weird. Exactly. I'm in the store and I can't pick up the product,
1: you know, well I'm like, just do it from, do it from the computer, you know, at home. <laughs> yeah. like so It's yeah. interesting.
0: Things are interesting. The way things have gone, it's, you know, like it's in a way it's kind of forward. So, and, and, and then this pandemic or lockdown has forced us to jump to the next thing. Now yeah. I had no doubt that things would have happened, uh, you know, over time because that's basically what was holding up the old way of doing things the older generations, right? Because they don't want to change. They don't want to do things differently. They want to do things the way they know because it's more comfortable for them. And right, like there's never growth and comfort, but that's where the majority of people settle. They settle with comfort, which is why you have most times we have the same struggles year in, year out because we're trying to stay comfortable.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. So, and um, I'm not buying something unless I go through you know what I mean? I threw it, and and, and I see it, and I got to pick it up. And all it took is I go to the store, see the line up around the corner. Nope, not doing this. Go on the phone, bang, bring it out.
1: For sure, for that sure. <laughs> like so. Uh, and now, you know, within a year, a, a drone's going to deliver it right to your freaking door. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> that that would know? that, be interesting. Oh, man. and then
0: again, I'm one of the guys that's saying the internet is dying and I didn't believe it. And here we are. So now I'm saying the drones is not, not going to happen. It's too much. And whatever yeah. ten years from now, there's a drone.
1: <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Hey,
0: you know what? Self-driving cars. We are into electric cars. Anything is possible. If that's, if you want to look at history, that's the one thing you can learn from it, that anything is possible. It may not be possible today, but with continued effort, there is a possibility of finding it.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yep, absolutely.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, even going to what I was saying before about the platforms, like what I want to bring up, like for me, I couldn't care less what the platform it is. I just want to follow attention. Wherever the people are going, that's where I want to go. Yeah. Um, I, I. I mean, if Facebook was out of business tomorrow, wouldn't matter to me. Not that I want them to be out of business. I'm just making a statement. Yep. Right. Like, I mean, whether I don't care what platform is here, what platform is there and let's face it, even let's fa- take Facebook as a, pla- as a platform, even if Facebook itself was, you know, annihilated for whatever reason, that's a big company with a lot of resources and they're constantly investing. So it may not be Facebook, but they're going to own other things. So it'll be Facebook and other platforms. So that's what yeah. I really believe. I mean, I think every business has its day. And that's the day you have to pivot and, well, you have to just basically restructure and, yeah. and come up with a different form. So your old ways may not work. So whatever platform it is may no longer be. Like, look at MySpace. Do you know of any MySpace pages? I don't. Nope. Right? So yep. it's every page has its day. And things yep. move and shuffle, and you got to move with it. So, yeah, man, Like that's a, that's a good point. Um, what else was I going to say now? I sort of lost track because I kind of wandered off. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, man. Like, um, yeah, I'm wondering, like, I'm looking, you're in the office. So your office is, uh, you're still working out of the office.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We've been here uh, ever since, you know, working harder than ever, actually.
0: <laughs> I, I can imagine. Yeah. Can imagine. What's your staff like these days? Like, w- w- uh, what are you up to now? If you don't mind me asking, cause it's not too personal.
1: So again, you know, because we've, uh, you know, a lot of things have changed, you know, a few years ago, we were up to like 18 full time, but now we've uh, scaled it back. So we're, we're about a team of eight right now, full time. And uh, we still have a network of uh, contractors that we rely on. When uh, when it's needed, right? And then even some things that we do uh, are you know fulfilled through contractors that we maintain relationships with. Uh, so in my you know twenty years of doing this, uh, I've worked with a lot of people that you don't want to work with, but then the ones that are really good, I've always maintained good relationships with them and built a really good team. So continues to get better every year, and uh, yeah. That's well, absolutely,
0: that's what it is, right? Fire quickly, hire slowly. Yep. You want the best people providing yep. the best service, and then the rest of them it just doesn't fit the fit the goals of the model. Yeah, you, you got to learn. You can't just wait and let them drag you down. It's always about progression and growth yep. opportunities, right? Which is great. Like I mean, right now there's uh, like even like when you're out there and you're doing different uh, like let's go to posting, right? I always believe that you do whatever, like, as long as you're posting consistency, consistently, that's the most important, right? So, like, but what's performing the best right now, I think, is video, and but I think our future is audio, right? I mean, look, podcasts are really important, right? I mean, yep. it's important. It's not just important. It's very popular. Okay. Um, we have Clubhouse if you're on the iPhone, right? That, and that's taken off. Um, I am struggling with Club, clubhouse, to be honest, even though it's the same as a podcast, but it's sort of live and you're kind of sort of there and you're just like, I'm struggling with it. I think it's a great platform, but I personally not fitting well with me, but, um, eventually uh, maybe I'll get onto it and it might just be because of the level of, I'm always all over the place. I'm never sitting still. So that might be a yeah. problem. Um, yeah. but anyways, regardless it's out there, it's popular and it's making a boom um tick making a boom but TikTok is a video again right so like again like video seems to be it right now but the fact that podcasts people are choosing podcasts in the car over radio and music yep I mean, i'm not saying everybody but there's a, it's it's a growing a lot thing. a lot yeah. So, that being said that shows you where's the focus audio right i mean how many times have people turned on youtube and they don't watch the video they just listen to it
1: yep Right. Box. So, and, and that's my point, um, we, have Alexa,
0: <laughs> we have Alexa, we have Google, and now even Apple has one of their own. Right. So what is that all pointing to? Yep. Um, again, audio, right? So I think video is of now audio is of tomorrow, but that doesn't mean if you're not able to do the video and audio and it's just not you right now, that doesn't mean sit down and lay back and hope uh, you know, all these things crash. Yep. If you're a writer, write, right? Everything still has attention. It's just that video right now has the most attention. Yeah. But it's better to reach a thousand people than to reach nobody. Yeah. Right. And that's my view on things is right. Just follow the attention.
1: And, uh, you know, I want to, I was just thinking about what do people write about? What are people going to make videos about or make content about? And I just want to give one more golden nugget that, I think it is so, so important. So, what do you create? And I, you know, earlier on I said just document what you're already doing. And um, what else did I say? Document what you're doing. And
0: uh, oh, yes, document. And oh, my God. oh I remember you document. Oh, crap. Now
1: I forgot. So, it's, it's a little bit uh, earlier on here. But the other part that I did not include was. Um, Answering or, yeah, answering your audience's most burning questions or solving your audience's problems through your content. So if you're a realtor, uh, you know, you want to create content that solves problems for your audience. That's it. That's that's the real key. And don't just create one video. You got to create hundreds of them over, you know, a period of a year, for example. Uh, and what problems do you solve for your audience? You might be confused. I'll just give you some examples uh, off the top of my head. Like, uh, how can you sell your home quickly for over asking? You know what I mean? Uh, and creating content all about that. Or, uh, you know, the top three questions you need to ask a realtor before you hire them. Um, Etc. Etc. So these are problems that you solve for your audience and that you want to create content all around that.
0: Absolutely. Like even, you know what? Key thing is, and it sounds counterproductive here, but teach the buyer or seller how to buy and sell a house without you. Let's face yeah. it. Most people are not gonna. You yes. might have 3% that says, thanks for the tip. Well but said. Then you'll have a few people that'll go out there. They'll try it and say, Nah, this is too hard. Forget it said
1: absolutely right? agree
0: right you can't be wor- like there's two ways of looking at life you can look at it in the form of abundance or the form of scarcity nice. and unfortunately most people look at scarcity as if there's not enough i love it john
1: absolutely totally agree
0: right and that's the thing but if you look at most of the people that are succeeding they think there's plenty enough to go around
1: there, and there totally is, man. There totally is. And I, and I love that, John. Having an abundance mindset versus a scared, scarcity mindset is huge. And I do the same thing. I, sh- I, I, I want to teach my audience how to do everything I do because then they realize how hard it is. And 9 out of 10 of them will say, you know, I'd rather pay you to do it. And you're right. The 1 out of the 10, they're going to probably do it themselves. Good for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the other thing, right? Like, here's another point. If everybody in the world thought in scarcity, everybody would want a job. We would not have a job. We would not have a job at all. Right. Because, um, if everyone thought there was scarcity, Oh my God, I can't do this. There's not enough business. I need a job because it's guaranteed pay. Right. So, and that's the way it would be. But if everybody's looking for the job and nobody's creating the job, then what possible work would we have? We'd all be starving.
1: <laughs> well said, well said, so. you know, absolutely.
0: But I want to respect your time. We're getting, uh, we've been here for uh, what, like 55 minutes or something. Not bad, so it's, it's been yeah, a good it, one. It's been great. I mean, good conversation. Do you have any last uh, things you want to uh, talk about before we sign off?
1: You know, not really. I, I did create a page. Uh, I'm not sure if um, it's going to provide value to anyone, but I think it will. And again, these are free tools for anyone that, you know, is having some challenges with their online Check it out: realtormarketing.thebestmedia.com. So, realtormarketing.thebestmedia.com, That'll take you to a page. I actually created it just for this podcast today, John, uh, for your audience. And basically, you you know, you go there. There's a video of me explaining what the tools are. Um, and uh, you know, there's a quick form there. If you fill it out, we'll set you up with these free tools, and uh, it will definitely help to succeed in your online. Presence Absolutely. Uh, social media posting tool, online reputation management tool, uh, customer voice tool where you can request reviews from your audience, and then a listing builder tool. So important. So all of those are foundational as well as even a website builder. So you can even if you don't have a website, you can use this free WordPress website builder tool, literally the best WordPress website builder on the market. So awesome value there. And it's, I get It's in line with, I want to help as many people as possible pick up their digital game. And, and this is a great way to do so. There's no commitment, you know, it's free tools, you know, just get to work.
0: Absolutely. Uh, thank you again for being on the show. I mean, this was a blast. Awesome. And um, yeah, man, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to post all the links you uh, mentioned online on my uh, podcast and uh yeah again thanks again and i look forward to speaking uh again in the future
1: yeah and to your audience john i would love personally to hear any feedback that anybody has you know whatever you liked or whatever you didn't like please let me know you know i'm always looking to get better so let me know please be honest but you know i have a thick i have thick skin so i won't <laughs> uh, get my feelings hurt <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Always great talking to you, too, John. We got to hook up, uh, go for a beer or something sooner than later.
0: Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I will uh, contact you soon because I got some thoughts I wanted to uh, talk to you about. uh, But then lockdown hit. Yeah. uh, Sort of put everything on pause. Well, kind of put it on pause. I kind of put anything that required me leaving the house on pause. (laughs) So, all right, but we'll be in touch.
1: Okay. Great speaking to you. Take care. Bye. Bye.